Learn more about the albums you love with Dissect, a music analysis podcast hosted by me, Cole Kushner, a lifelong musician. Each season of Dissect dives deep into one album, examining the music, lyrics, and meaning of one song per episode. We've covered albums by Kendrick Lamar, Tyler the Creator, Frank Ocean, just to name a few, and our brand new season just launched all about Radiohead's 2007 masterpiece, In Rainbows. Listen to Dissect on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, because great art deserves more than a swipe. It's the Full Go, presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. And right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays, or SGPs as the kids like to call them, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Chicago everywhere, check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. <laughs> he is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. Talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. Who's, who's, who's ready? Who? Vikings? Bears? I know I want another. You know, it's full, full. After what I've seen these last couple of weeks, huh? We got, we got people jumping out their goddamn bodies all week long, comparing Justin Fields to Patrick Mahomes. You know, hey, the commanders, ah, that defensive line got ate up. Who, who next? Huh, Minnesota, you want some? Wait, don't let the Bears win two games in a row. You start to hear, you know how you hear the DJ drop your favorite song? You just hear the Super Bowl shuffle in the back. Like, we, 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 we are the best shuffling crew. Don't play around. Oh, you know, no, get yourself ready for some Vikings Bears action. Vikings Bears always provides like a, a, at least one weird game out the two every year. 
every single year. Last year, it was one of the games where Justin went on his run, right? And then, of course, they got they let themselves down because they were throwing the football to special teamers and people who shouldn't have been in, in key situations last year. Y'all remember, like, do y'all really remember what we sat through last year as a fandom on offense? Like, that four or five game run where Justin went crazy, he still was throwing to some doggies he was throwing to some pooches <laughs> some people who should you know for all the dogs yeah shit they was all in the wide receiver room and <laughs> they were they, they was bad last year dog. they were terrible <laughs> you feel me <laughs> what, what was worse <laughs> the drake album reviews or the bears wide receiver room last year uh which which one was worse <laughs> Do y'all remember when we was out here watching as a professional football product? <laughs> the, the Chicago Charter franchise. <laughs> they were like, hey, man, if Equinemius can't get open, we are fucked. <laughs> we, we, are, we are screwed. <laughs> Now, now you got DJ Moore getting wide. Well, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Huh? <laughs> Shoe. What? Yeah. Hey, 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 pay, hey, pay the man. Huh? I know he already got paid, but pay him more. Hey, eight catches, 230, three touchdowns, should have been four. Classic. Should have went triple. Now, you know, this week, you stand at that Minnesota defense, like, let's eat. Huh? What is it? Eight touchdowns, and, you know, was it 348 yards per game total? Uh, over the last couple of games for 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 Justin Fields, I, I would I would expect more of that. Uh, you know, Luke Getzey's got his four game runway where now all of a sudden the offense starts to click a little bit. Yeah, man, I watch out now. Watch out. Bears win two games in a row. You know, we're gonna start to start to talk that talk again, like we was talking at the beginning of the season. I know it's coming. I'm not even joking, by the way. Let the Bears beat the Vikings on Sunday and see what's happening. You just go ahead and check. You know, you put a little toe in that water and just, ooh, it's nice and warm. Don't worry. Don't worry. Are you, yeah. you going to be able to just remember, like, what the coaching staff was doing before the seemingly win streak they're about to go on Absolutely right not. now? No, no, that's, no, no, that's, that's going on. No, what? <laughs> Every team has a preseason. Some just, you know, extend theirs. <laughs> That's out the window. Oh, yeah. Let, let Justin Fields get a combined three touchdowns, you know, 285, 290 yards, somewhere around there. I know, like, if DJ Moore goes for 200 yards again, then somebody will be fired. Not should be. Will be fired. The NFL's going to be like, hey, y'all, <laughs> hey, we, we get it, you know fun but someone please guard the only option out there like someone please please do that they go get a call they go get no, a call from I, roger goodell <laughs> like you're not far ready guys i'm surprised jack del rio still has a job like at this point like, uh, i'm surprised okay. he was able to last this long i mean you can you can say that before you get to the bad defenses like you know, like, uh, old Jack, he was he was very vocal during some very you should not be vocal times. And and we ain't forgot, Jack. We ain't forgot. Um, but yeah, offensive player of the week for DJ Moore. Uh it's the first time since 1999 
that a Chicago Bears wide receiver has won the NFL, all, NFC, I'm sorry, Offensive Player of the Week. 1999, y'all. <laughs> you know how much football they played since then? <laughs> they get that shit out. It's, it's four weeks in a month, last time I could count. <laughs> for, for 24 years worth of weeks. <laughs> The Bears haven't had someone who has walked in and out of that wide receiver room that I just mentioned, you know, for all the dogs, <laughs> all the certified lover boys that have walked in and out that wide receiver room. And none of them have been NFC Offensive Player of the Week. That is that, like, you gotta try. <laughs> you gotta try to be that bad. Or not even they be that bad. To be opposite of that good for a week. Where it's like, uh, and shout out to Marcus Robinson because he was the last player to do that. Um, you know, remember we good old number 88, had a phenomenal, you know, year, two-year run, something like that, before he got hurt. Uh, fun fact, I actually hosted a show with Marcus Robinson at a casino. Uh, one of my, you know on the way up kind of stories where it's like, they just throw you any shift and you're like, yep, I'll take it. <laughs> like, come on a microphone. Yeah. Or what at a funeral? Psh, hey, Hey, just, just point me towards the wake. I'm yeah, I will entertain the shit out those folks, you know, like back in those days uh, of, of, of the come up as they call it. And, um, shout out to, you know, Marcus, Hey, this is one of those things where you meet the person like as you are sitting down, getting ready to host for four hours on a Sunday or Saturday where you know nobody but your family and maybe not even them is listening. So you're like, oh, I am going to entertain the shit out of everyone who walks through this casino lobby. That is that is my main focus. And uh, <clears throat> Shake Marks his hand. We sit down, you know, getting ready to talk about a slate of NFL action coming up. And it is only then that I find out that Marcus Robinson has a little bit of a stutter. And um, yeah, and 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 like there's Ron nothing Harper? like. Um, hmm. Not, not maybe to Ron's level, but. Uh, noticeable and you know he had never hosted before so i'm like all right well here goes nothing and i try to make him feel comfortable the first hour shit by the fourth hour we sitting there telling jokes and i forgot the microphones was on it was you know it was one of them days where your boy had to earn his money but it felt good so to know that 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 is the last person to win nfc offensive player of the week that has walked in and out of that wide receiver room hey man it is um it is a testament to the futility that has been the Bears aerial passing attack over the last quarter century of football. So hey, DJ Moore, congratulations. Um going back watching that game. Yo, Tevin Jenkins. <laughs> Go back and watch that football game for for the Darnell Wright pancake block and all the other stuff because Montez Sweat was happy to see Darnell out there on a few of those pass protection sets, right? You go back and watch the Tevin Jenkins snaps in that football game. Tevin had a he had a fucking outstanding game for it to be the first one back off of injury. Um, for all the guys we talked about on this offensive line coming into the season. 
uh, you know, he was one of those ones that kind of, for me, got forgotten. Obviously, you're going to talk about the rookie. Obviously, you're going to talk about Cody White here moving back to center. And, of course, you get yourself a free agent pickup from the offensive line general manager, right? The guy who's supposed to have the trenches as part of his specialty and expertise and background. You go out and get Nate Davis, a guy who was a part of an offensive line that blocked for Derrick Henry, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of productive rushing seasons that came out of that backfield. Nate Davis was, you know, he's part of the crew for a couple of those. So there was a lot of conversation, but man, Tevin Jenkins just a few years ago was the dude who was supposed to be holding down right tackle for years to come. And then immediately got kicked to the inside and then got hurt and all the other things. And then we come into the season, not knowing if the bears wanted him. Remember that at the beginning of last year. So for him to get hurt, and then come back and play that game. He played 38, 37 snaps, I think was the total, but no pressures, no penalties, um, move people, played like uh, up until and after the whistle. And I dare say it was one of the reasons why they kicked the hell out of that Washington Commanders offense, uh, defensive line for, you know, after the, after like the first couple of drives and Tevin got in there and started to warm up, he was outstanding, man. He was damn good for a guy coming back off of injury. Now, you know, Larry Borm, not so much. You know, Larry Borm is is a dude who is fighting for a swing tackle job going forward because I don't think he's a starting tackle at this point, but you got to use him. Braxton Jones is out. But that offensive line played some damn good. You don't score 40 points if your offensive line ain't playing some damn good football. Right. And and Cody Whitehair, this is now going to be game two of Snapwatch. <laughs> like, you know, if 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 Cody Whitehair is going to play guard, then fine. But if Cody Whitehair is gonna be your center going forward because Lucas Patrick and Doug Kramer, whoever the hell else they either they hurt or not good enough, then you, you gotta make sure these snaps are on target. So this will this will be an interesting game to see them build upon something. Right, you you go back to the Kansas City game, could yeah nothing to build on, yeah nothing to build on, and especially the way that game ended, and and <laughs> hell the way it started to be honest with you, but you've got a game now to build on, you got you got something to look at and say this is what we do well. The only issue, and not the only issue, but a huge issue is going to be the running back situation, like Khalil Herbert was becoming a more integral part of the passing game. And I was waiting for some of those uh, big plays, those big runs. And the last, you know, the, the, the last game that he wasn't taken out of the, the game because of because uh, the score, which was the, the Kansas City game. But the last couple of games that they have tried to run the football, and that's the problem, too. They haven't really tried outside of what we saw in the Commanders game. But Khalil, Khalil Herbert looked more like he looked pre-injury and then, of course, he gets hurt again. Uh, and what I thought was a definite knee injury, we find out, is a is a high ankle sprain, which is, is bad, but not as bad as I thought that thing was going to look or going to sound like coming out of that football game. Roshan Johnson, you know, you're looking around for him. He's, he's you know, he's getting the concussion protocol. So this, this game is going to be about, you know, Deontay Foreman and the, the Bears running game to me. 
Um, if they can move people and Deontay Foreman, who has been inactive because he doesn't have special teams usage, really. So has he been inactive four out of the five games this year? This is a dude you signed for one year to what, $2 million in the offseason because of the season he had with Carolina the previous last 10, 11 games of the season last year do uh, multiple hundred yard rushing games like he was the guy or was going to be one of the guys in this running back rotation to kind of help pad the loss of David Montgomery. Then you go out and draft a guy in Roshan Johnson, and then you mess around in a primetime situation and you're handing the football off to your fullback in Kari Blasting game. They can't get caught in that position again. So Travis Homer, if it's got to be him, you know, even though he's more of a special teams player, if, 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 if well, Deontay Foreman will be active because it looks like Khalil Herbert's going to miss some weeks. Bears running game is going to have to get them in and out this game. I don't think that there will be enough busted coverages or just uh, enough, <laughs> a lack of attention paid to the NFC offensive player of the week. Like Brian Flores ain't looking at this thing thinking, man, I could ride on reputation anymore. Like this Minnesota's defense be getting their ass kicked. And everybody knows who the defense coordinator is. So I, I don't think that you're going to see DJ Moore running as freely as you did against that Washington Commanders team. But, you know, this is a defense you can get off on. This is a defense you can, you can, you can make some, uh, some plays against. Um, I enjoyed the, the, the more direct nature in which they were trying to run the football with Justin Fields against the Commanders. And what do you know? You can do things off of that. <laughs> they, they they did things off of the threat of a run pass option at the quarterback position, which is what they should have been doing. And what what you know Bears fans have kind of been banging their head against the wall hoping for. So I, I think the Bears have a good chance to win this football game on on Sunday. Um, but then again. Who's going to be playing on the defensive side of the football? Who like who are the playmakers on your defense? And right now, you're asking a lot of young dudes to be the playmakers. Like Terrell Smith, if if Terrell Smith can duplicate the the feats that he that we saw on Thursday night, then God bless you, young man. Y'all done found something in this draft class. Uh, but now that you are on film, and now that people are getting a look at you, you know. You got to come out with that second album. <laughs> like that that first one was a pretty damn good one. I enjoyed the listen all the way through. No skips. Like you go back and watch Terrell Smith. He was one of the better players on the field against the commanders. Now, Kirk Cousins and no Justin Jefferson. We, there's going to be a lot of looks at that Minnesota offense. Like what you going to do? One of the best players in the league is not in your lineup. And Jordan Addison and these dudes who are going to have that uh, that pressure to perform, I think it's going to be T.J. Hawkinson against Tremaine Edmonds, against T.J. Edwards, against that zone drop in that defense too. Like I, I think you take T.J. Hawkinson out this game, I think this this is one of those things where you could you could say, hey, if all all you got to do is score 21, 24 points. Now all seems like a big ask after, you know, the first three weeks of football. But what we've seen the last couple of weeks is Luke Getze. There's no excuse anymore in terms of you don't have the formula or you don't know what it should look like or feel like, like there's, there's no more um, guesswork. I think now is to build work. And I think that's where you find out who the real coordinators are. 
Like, yeah, anybody can have a good game. Anybody can have a bad game. But what are you building on? And just like we talked about with Alex last uh, last pod on, on Tuesday when he joins us, Alex Brown, uh, what are you good at? What's your identity? What can you hone in on and say we will have to, you know, we will have to employ these three or four plays in this game and know what we're going to get out of it. Um, you see in Cole Komet and Justin Fields start to get on a better page after slip-ups in the first few games of the season. Um, I, I think they're also going to have to understand what Cole Komet can't do, and I think you saw a little bit more of that in the Washington game. Like, that tight end middle screen probably ain't something that you could go with anymore. That's probably not in the realm of what Cole can do. So just understanding, like having that foundation and that balance of what you can and can't do, I think those questions have kind of been answered. Now is what are you building on? And, you know, Justin, like I thought that a couple of weeks ago could be a galvanizing opportunity for him and his career going forward, whether it's here with the Bears or otherwise. And I think it's played true to form. Like the last couple of weeks, Justin Fields hasn't been the problem. He's been damn good. So going forward now, if you're Justin Fields, you you can get, I think, some of that respect in the, the, the quarterback room meetings or when you sit down with your offensive coordinator, or when you installing something on a Thursday or, or when you, you know, when you're going over things and walk through on a Friday, like, this is what I like to do. Y'all seen what I did the last couple of weeks. Let's keep doing these things and build off them. Like, I hope, I hope he's getting that, um, that voice. Like, I hope that's growing amidst all this foolishness. Like there can be some, positives that come out of this year and it's still early enough in the year that you know a bad team is what we see but this doesn't have to be a catastrophic team if that makes any sense like this team is worse than we thought they would be but this doesn't have to be a fall off the table kind of thing and let's face it man you you can root for as many number one picks as you want to in a row but at some point you're gonna have to start playing football and young dude's gonna have to grow the fuck up so you can you can continue to add 22 year old after 22 year old to this team and all you're doing is making the 22 year olds you drafted three years ago who have gone through all this losing your veterans that have to teach these young ones coming in like at some point you gonna have to win some shit we'll be back with more of the full goal with jason golf after a word from our sponsors this episode is brought to you by cars.com when you add your car to your garage on cars.com you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth plus view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell so when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. All right, the Casual Betting Brothers have come up with a five-team parlay for you, all right? We got the Baltimore Ravens playing that early London game against the Tennessee Titans. The Ravens are a four-point favorite 
I like that. I like that a lot. And then you got the Falcons against the Commanders. I think the Commanders are on the ropes right now. The Falcons are two and a half point favorite at home. I like the way the Falcons have been playing. And B. John Robinson is one of the best shows on turf. If you haven't gotten a chance to see him, I think he's going to be electric against that Commanders defense that we saw DJ Moore and the Bears rip up. So I like the Falcons minus two and a half. And speaking of the Bears, the Bears are a three point underdog. That's right. They're a three-point underdog at home against the Minnesota Vikings. I like that number. I like the Bears actually to win that game outright. And the Philadelphia Eagles are going to New York primetime game. Of course, everybody thought this would be Jalen Hurts against Aaron Rodgers. It's not. It's the showcase game, second, second game of the Sunday afternoon slate. Eagles are a seven-point favor over the Jets. I like that number a whole hell of a lot. I think this game is actually going to be a blowout. I like what the Eagles are doing. I think defensively, they're tightening the screws a little bit. They're still not where they need to be, but until then, Philadelphia's got an offense that I think is as unstoppable, even if they're not putting up the kind of points that the Dolphins and some of these other offenses are putting up. I'm talking about you know what's coming, and they're going to execute it. I like the Eagles, minus seven. And finally, in our five-team parlay, the casual betting brothers give you the Los Angeles Chargers who are hosting the Cowboys the Chargers are two and a half point underdog at home I like home dogs especially against that Cowboys team that is kind of reeling right now so there you have it the Baltimore Ravens minus four the Atlanta Falcons minus two and a half the Bears plus three the Eagles minus seven and the Chargers plus two and a half if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options and some great new product features and the Parlay Hub to see what is trending right now and a ton of new live betting options, right? And so much more. It's the best sports betting app that you'll find. And FanDuel is now live in Kentucky. How you doing, Kentucky? Download the app now and take advantage of their great special offers, boosts, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash FullGo. That's FanDuel.com slash F-U-L-L-G-O. And kick off the NFL season the right way. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL must be 21 plus and present in select states first online real money wager only ten dollars first deposit required bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com bears talk with jason golf on the full goal and the kick is good for the win fade to black brought to you by the ringer a spotify original at some point you're gonna have to show why you were a first round pick because you can mess around and have a whole bunch of first round picks on your roster and still be cleveland right you could still be detroit of old you can still be these teams who we like, man, why, why isn't it working? Like, Arizona's had the same amount of picks as everybody else has and a bunch of high ones, okay? And when their quarterback was, was not hurt, we were talking about what this team should be and the, the, the expectations that they were falling beneath. So, you know, while we're sitting back in the city, you know, all right, Marvin Harrison here, uh, the, big, the big kid Olu from, from Penn State there. All right, well, cool, cool. You know, the only thing that the only reason that thing in Kansas City is working the way it is is because of a few reasons. Andy Reid, 
Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, like the the stalwarts, the the OGs now that have been the Super Bowls and in the AFC championships, because that is a young ass team that makes a bunch of young ass mistakes. So you want to be that without Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, you're building something, but I want to see in season what you're building too. So I think these uh, these these mini tests, even if this foundation is going to be um, you know ripped up, right? Even if you you know it's it's nothing like going moving into a new crib or buying a crib and and you rip up the carpet and you see beautiful hardwood floors right like this carpet is going to be ripped up either way but we got to find out as fan as a fan base like y'all got nice hardwood floors like do you, does this thing need a whole uh gutting and, and remodeling or uh, are there going to be players here over these next few weeks that kind of separate themselves so you don't have to look forward to number one pick after number one pick or being in the top five back-to-back years like this amassing of talent is cool but at some point somebody gotta do some fucking winning like football ain't that anymore where oh yeah three years this team nah three years everybody gonna be fired I remember back in the day, it was five years, <laughs> then three years. And then all of a sudden, dudes started getting fired after their first year, after their second year. Like, no, no, no. You're going to be messing around having somebody else's picks uh, underneath the watchful eye of a, of, a, of a coach or a general manager who didn't draft them. And then you, your, your organization is truly in flux. You know, kind of like this one, to be honest with you. Right, like Ryan Poles is looking over a cabinet that has been bare, apparently so much so that Ryan Pace left him nothing. That it was okay to have this just overhaul in two years, and now two years later, you're still talking about the same thing. We're still talking about you know getting a top five pick. This shit should have been in gear. Like next year, we should have been talking about will the Chicago Bears be contending for the NFC North. And right now, we're talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. and a couple of tackles who haven't played an NFL snap yet. So, yeah, this, 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 these weeks still have something uh, attached to them, right? More so than just wins or losses. It's about who you got going into next year. So, you know, it's, it's about who's going to teach this, these new picks, that, these new shiny toys that are getting ready to land in Hallis Hall. Yeah, who's going to teach them? The dudes who've been getting their ass kicked for the last three years, that's what you want? Or do you want somebody to show a goddamn pulse and go out there and beat a Minnesota Vikings team that's right for the taking? You know, show people that that commander's game wasn't just a fluke or catching a team in the middle of a week and they weren't as prepared for you as they like. Every every time the Bears over the next couple of weeks do well, it's going to be, all right, is Justin Fields turning the corner and what's wrong with that other team? That's what, that's what it's going to be. And they've earned it. So, you know, this is a Minnesota game that I think is a winnable one. Um, even though they have some issues, they got some injury issues. I mean, that, that running back situation and, of course, that secondary situation loom large. But let's find out what you got. You, know, you got all these draft picks running around out there. It's one of the younger teams in the league. Let's find out if, if the house got some, uh, you know, some, some, good, uh, some good bones, as they like to say. And, uh, you know, let's, let's get as far away from the, the Thursday night, man. I'm sorry, y'all. That Thursday night broadcast is... <sighs> that shit is... Two chains.
Oh, that's my favorite part. Still, two years in a row. Just hearing Al Michaels be forced Lord to talk about Dirk. two chains. Yeah, yeah. Metro woman and offset. <laughs> There's aggressive Negro music coming up after this game. <laughs> we'll be gone. I'm Al Michaels. Where's my special pillow that I need for every flight? <laughs> Bulls talk. With Jason Goff on the full goal. Flies in with a two-handed slam dunk. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. I also, fellas, got a chance to partake in some basketball uh, on a on a fine Thursday evening. Shout out to a Therapy Thursday, boy. Bulls hey, going man, to the Super Bowl. Let's hey, go. Hey, hey, I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thinking like, all right, so uh, where where the ECF gonna be <laughs> at Boston or at Milwaukee? Just just book the ticket now because the Bulls making it, huh? You ain't gonna tell me that a preseason basketball the game don't mean the world? Get out of here! Just because Terry Taylor is on the floor in the fourth quarter of a meaningful basketball game or a score that would deem it being meaningful don't mean that I can't dream. Yo, I was sitting there, shout out to my, he probably ain't gonna like this, I don't give a shit though. Shout out to my man, Vincent Goodwill from Yahoo Sports. Uh, I had a chance to have lunch with, with, uh, with Vinny today. It's good to see him, man. It's good to see him back in the city. You know, he's He's uh he's also he's on some top secret business here in the city of Chicago. So he got in for a day, got in and got out. You know, he, he went in uh, Holiday Drew over there at No Cuts No Glory, get his little, you know, get his fresh fade and and uh you know had a had a little lunch with my man. We sat and talked to business, talked some life or whatever. Uh we didn't get into much like actual basketball, which was which was cool, right? Cause uh, you know, you see your friends, you see your people, you don't wanna you don't wanna get too tough, too in the weeds. But man, we did talk about the fact that like basketball has gotten to the point where all it is now, well, not all it is, but like one of the strongest storylines is just the old dude shitting on the young dudes and young dudes shitting on the old dudes. Like basketball is the sport of like, hey, do y'all really love the sport or like do y'all just like arguing about it and telling people who was soft and you know like do you have you checked the 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 temperature of social and and i know this is a bad way to do it but social media basketball conversations like we get to the point where we i guess uh, aren't uh interested anymore in actually talking about the game and we just start to talk about like veterans and old school dudes talking crazy about young dudes and young dudes disrespecting the shit out of old cats it's just like oh man like i don't we don't i i don't hear this in any other sport like, I don't hear old baseball heads. Like, I don't hear Randy Johnson like, man, these punk-ass kids. They, they get, all they do is throw 175 innings a year and think they done made, you know, they, they, you got to surgically reattach their arm. Like, you don't hear King Griffey Jr. like, man, in my day, we ain't strike out this much, this damn analytics and all. Like, and if you do, it's a, it's a, it's a faint peep.
sleep with basketball, all you hear is what the game isn't. All you hear is what the game isn't from all of the older cats, and and they can't wait. That's why I'm happy to be in like this area now. Like I'm 42, getting ready to be 43 next month. I'm I'm so happy to be in this, and maybe I'll become one of those dudes. But I'm I'm happy I'm in this kind of sphere of like I have genuine appreciation and love for the game, so that like the young dudes that are coming up now, I'm like man, these are, these are talents that like I remember there was a time when we were like, hey, is Derrick Rose the the most athletic point guard of all time, right? That was like 12 years ago, 10 years ago. Now, if you're a point guard who is playing below the rim, we like, ew, what is that? Like, who, who is who is this 60s ball player out here with his Pat Dr- Like, is that, is that Bob Cousy's like, illegitimate biracial son? Like, who is this dude? Like, he can't dunk? What is, you know what I mean? Like, it's so crazy how the game has evolved. Like, now, think about this, y'all. If you are a six foot nine player and can't shoot, oh, where you going? Hey, hey, let's get this boy a, a first class trip, you know, ticket to Turkey. Uh, have you, how's your Russian? Because uh, you're going to have to go and iron that out if you think you're going to play in this league. Like, you look at the shooting and the skill. Like, I watched Nikola Jokic in a preseason game just fall out of bed and almost get a triple-double in three quarters. I'm watching Nikola Jokic, who, you know, if he's in regular season shape or not, it really, you really can't tell. So you're out here like, this dude is, is taking control of a game that he truly doesn't care about right now. Not really going hard, but the angles. And the and, and Jason Benetti and Corey McGetty did the game, so I enjoyed hearing Corey. Corey was outstanding, right? Like, I, I look forward to Corey, us getting Corey at some point, because, you know, I, for him to be doing this, like, this is his first time, his first go-round, it was an easy, clean listen, but hearing him talk from a, a recent perspective, like, oh, I, you know, he said he sold DeMar DeRozan his first car as a professional. Like, these are the things where I'm like, man, do do we need like the late 30s, early 40s dudes to start like actually being the commentators? And because like some some of these old and I'm not trying to give Stacy King's job away. By the way, like I know what y'all gonna do. I know y'all gonna take this back to Stacy and try to cause division between the crew. I'm not saying that at all. But like, yeah, man, like some of the stories, some of the refreshing things I heard. I'm like, oh shit, someone who likes basketball is talking about basketball and then i thought about myself right like (laughs) i have come on here and said the truth i think about the bulls and what i deem them to be but i talked to a couple of people at the job today because i had to go take the halftime segment and uh you know one in very one in particular i won't i won't you know say his name but you know he goes uh hey uh, we we think the bulls this year what do you you know the question i get everywhere by the way oh don't don't let me forget to tell you about what happened to me yesterday, fellas. Um, but he goes, what do you think? What do you think the Bulls going to feel? I'm like, yeah, somewhere around that, you know, that eighth or ninth seed, somewhere around there. They gonna, I think they're going to be in a playing tournament. He's like, no, no, no. I think they're a top six team. I think this is a 45-win team. And reflexively, I, I started to get all my reasons in my head. Like, well, you know, the, and then I started to think about it. I'm like, you know what? They're talented. They're a talented team. And if some of the things that I saw in this game against the Nuggets 
uh hold true like you could see the emphasis like you could still see the practice still shimmering on guys like all right coach said to do this and make sure that we do this game 30 game 35 we'll we'll see if some of these things are still here but if demar Derozan is going to shoot three-pointers whether it be in the corner or whether it be from the wing it's a different offense for this team and he attempted a few uh and and they were in rhythm and within the offense if demar Derozan extends his game past the elbow past the mid-range they're a different team for a couple of reasons obviously because the volume uh, the the math equation that the Bulls have been losing for the last couple of years where they just don't take enough of the shot that everybody else has taken. So teams have worse offensive games than the Bulls, but are putting up this shot of more value at a higher frequency. And it becomes a math problem that the Bulls have to play damn near perfect offense to win basketball games. This is why they've been average at best with their record because it's just – it's just asking too much out of a defense because of what their offense isn't. So if DeMar DeRozan is going to do that, then hey man, hallelujah, God bless. But not only from the sheer number standpoint of how many threes they're putting up, but for what it, I think does, I'm going to be honest with y'all, in that game that I watched against the Denver Nuggets, Nikola Vucevic, Nikola Vucevic, I almost almost like put Nikola Jokic and Nikola Vucevic in the fly machine. It's funny. Pia came downstairs, y'all. She was like, uh, she was like, wait, wait a minute. Didn't didn't Nikola play for the Bulls? And meanwhile, like <laughs> Nikola Vucevic is guarding Nikola Jokic right there. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it's the same. Like they it's Nikola and Nikola and and you know, they they both Serbian. You know, Serbian Montenegro, you know, fellas, the boy, the, the the brothers, you know what I'm saying? And you know, they're actually sticking, he's actually sticking him, right? So now I'm out here calling him, you know, Nikola uh, and Nikola. But dude, it seemed like he didn't know what to do with a lot of the room that he had. And if DeMar DeRozan is gonna take his game out somewhere else, Nikola is going to have a lot more elbow room. He's going to have a lot more free throw line extended room. If if the offense is going to look like they threatened that it would look like at media day and throughout training camp where you're going to be able to play through Nikola a lot more because he's going to be that safety valve whenever teams try to zone them up or just flashing right there. If DeMar DeRozan isn't right there already setting up for his patented mid-range jump shot, it changes the the shape of the offense. You know, uh, Zach looked damn good, right? Zach looked like you expect Zach Levine to look. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. It's the 
And I made it a point this year to um to appreciate Zach Levine as a basketball player as much as I possibly can. I think I think for the last couple of years, and this is me personally, I'm not gonna put this on anybody else. I have put um lofty, lofty expectations on Zach Levine without I think I have given it's just due in terms of how far he's come, but I want to shine more of a light on how far he's come this year, because what he has become, I did not think would be possible because it's just the, the makeup of the player when he came into the league, like a highly confident dude who was uh, slight in, in build super athletic and just looking for his chance. And a lot of guys who are that don't work as hard as Zach Levine has worked. So the stuff that we've seen shot selection-wise, the stuff that we've seen, hell, shot efficiency-wise, the dude has turned himself into one. Like, we talk about shooters in the league. You're going to mess around and get probably a good seven, eight. We're not just talking about catch-and-shoot guys where it's like this is all they do. This is their profession. You know, like the old school, like the J.J. Reddicks of the world, Kyle Corvers of the world. Like, we're not just talking about those guys, but we're talking about, hey, where you want it from, shooters. Like, can you? Are you a catch and shoot guy? Are you a pin down guy? Are you a uh, one dribble guy? Are you a you know pull up on the break guy? I'm talking about the the entire array of shooting, you're gonna get probably six or seven, eight names before you truly get to Zach Levine, and that's I mean that's tall timber. Like we're talking about one of the elite dudes in the league at what he does and the expectation. Yeah. And, and when he signed the deal, the first, and Tony is my witness. When he signed the deal, I was like, don't make the mistake of expecting Zach Levine to be a different player because he has a different price tag. Expect him to refine certain things, expect him to grow um, incrementally in certain areas. But to think that all of a sudden, you know, since he's super max Zach, or max Zach, I should say that he was going to become this lockdown defender and he was going to become a better facilitator and, and he's going to cut his turnovers down in a perfect world. Yeah. In a perfect world. Damn right. Right. But this ain't a perfect world. And he is an imperfect player. So to hold him to this perfect standard, I think has been the folly for me as a basketball fan. To hold him to the this is what he's become standard and also what's necessary, right? Like Zach Levine, I think, does as close to what's necessary as any star player who hasn't gotten that recognition yet. And also there's a reason why the winning hasn't happened to that level yet, too. It's because he's gotten as close to it as you should expect. Now when he gets over it or goes beyond it, that's when this thing will look different. You know, he knows it too. Like Zach is extremely aware of what is said, what is felt and also what he needs to do. And he, you know, he had that look in this game. Of course, it's the champions on your floor, no matter when it's happening, whether it's preseason or regular season, he had that look, he had that, he had that, um, that bounce, you know, and I and I, I thought there was, you know, a moment there where, you know, he and DeMar DeRozan are leaking out and and DeMar takes the ball and he, he leaves it for, for Zach to do to the aerial acrobatics. I'm like, oh, look at this. Look at look at this. 
Look at this passive-aggressive communication right here where it's like, no, 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 it's all you, player. Huh? This is what they want? <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. Nah, that's not what it was. But, you know, I had to make it a little saucy. I think it was, uh, I think, <laughs> I think it was DeMar, like, all right, this, uh, this hip, <laughs> this year 15, go ahead, player. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and get on that trampoline. <laughs> Max, Zach. See, even that sound, you know, spicy. Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't, at some point, I'm just, we just going to do the whole, you know, we're going to do the whole Game of Thrones thing with the, with the bulls <laughs> and figure out who the evil villain is, who the, who the Tyrion Lannister is, who's the smartest player on the team and using everyone against each other, huh? Is it Patrick Williams this entire time? Huh? P. Will sitting around, floating around in the, <laughs> yo, by the way, hey man, hey, man, it happened again. It happened again <laughs> where I'm like, oh shit, Patrick is playing man he is he is out there right right like uh it was a couple of times where patrick got the ball and he immediately kicked it out i'm like bro you are in the paint Throw, elbow someone dog yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna need him to I get want... in there man like he needs to rebound bro <laughs> he needs to get down in that painted area man think, like, i don't, I don't know what else asking to do now. Think about what we're saying now. This man, this fourth pick, you're like, oh, look at this, you know, baby Kawhi. And then each year it was like, all right, maybe three and D guy. Yeah, you know, it's like it kind of sounded like the Bill Burr joke when you talk about marriage, and he's like, you sound like you, you're wincing the whole time when you're like, yes, yeah, it's, it's okay, you know, two people learning about each other, and you know, it could be. And all of a sudden, you like your spleen start to hurt. The Patrick Williams, the conversation has gone from, oh man, that body, kidding me, what. <laughs> former point guard ball handling skills to like hey man you know he you know if he rebounds yeah it might change the way this thing feels like no nah, man <laughs> look at the goddamn rib and put the ball in the air like <laughs> you out there you gonna be the first person to sit down and when the, that first rotation when Tory Craig or Javon Carr coming off the bench you are going to the bench first if I and this is you know this is why he is a uh, multi-millionaire and uh, an NBA player and is going to be an NBA player for a long time too. Like Patrick gonna mess around and have a 15, 16 year career. I, you bet your bottom dollar. Patrick's going to settle in. Patrick's going to mess around and be the anchor to a, a, a defense and be like a, a two-time NBA champion 12, 13 years from now. And it will have played for about four different teams and been asked to do one or two things. And I guess we've gotten to the point now where it's just like, hey, just go ahead and rebound at this point. Like, throw yourself at the rim. You know what I mean? Just make some space. But, yeah. He had one of those games where I'm like, hey, P. Will, baby, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta make, I, I want, you know what it is? It's the kid who, you know, you're like, hey, don't mess with that kid. <laughs> like, in school, we all had that kid where it's like, hey, just don't, you know, you know where he, you know where he come from. You know, you know, his, you know his family. Like, you know, you be sharing your lunch with him. Just don't, just don't mess with him, man. He cool. He one of us. And then somebody do it and they get their ass whooped. We all, we've all seen it. And if you haven't seen it, that means you was the kid that got your ass whooped for messing with the kid you shouldn't have messed with. I just want someone to elbow Patrick Williams or do, like, this is the for four years we have not seen him have any um untoward contact with anyone on an nba court right like we've seen zach 
mix it up. Who was the dude? Uh, the guy who I knew wasn't going to be no goddamn good, and everybody tried to fight me on it. Uh, Josh Jackson. You, by the way, was one of the people who tried to fight me it on it. Josh me. Jackson yes. was going to be good. Yeah, uh, goddamn right. I. I knew I was on the fucking... I knew I was yes. on the line with an op. Yeah. <laughs> remember, when Josh, remember when Josh Jackson tried to pull that shit with I, I Zach? Thought, and, I thought he was going to be better than Tatum when it came Yeah, yeah. I, I could... But, bro, I was sitting there telling anybody who would listen. Like, man, this man... Have you seen this man dribble more than twice in a basketball game in Kansas? Huh? He's sitting there jumping over everybody in the Big 12, talking crazy and shit. And he had, the, you know, he had the little off the court, like, eh, I feel uncomfortable. I can't feel uncomfortable and don't know if you could play. I'm sorry. I don't give a shit where you get picked. <laughs> right? You know, there's only so many Jalen Carters out there. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Once a fucking pod, y'all gonna hear his name. You know, he didn't even play a game and he got two sacks. <laughs> I just, just chalk it up. But yeah, Josh Jackson got after Zach. Zach is like the, like, I won't say everybody's friend in the league, but like Zach is, you know, he's widely regarded as one of the guys. Like, you know, nobody mess with Zach. Like, I have not seen Patrick Williams be in any kind of contact where it's like, uh-oh, <laughs> you didn't upset Pat. Like, I, I remember Tyrus Thomas's rookie year, his first game, he goes up, and you know, Tyrus came in with that high-flying reputation out of LSU. Him and Big Baby made that Final Four run. His first game, I think it was in Memphis, if I'm not mistaken, first game, broken nose. First game, he come out here trying to jump over grown men with with, with alimony and child support on the head. No, no, no. It's a different league, player. This ain't the SEC. Broke his nose the first game. Patrick Williams played 82 games last year. What was the contact when you was like, oh, shit. <laughs> they, they mixing it up with the wrong one. And you you think he'd have to be in, you on a court for every game, right? Like, Patrick Williams is going to go down as the nicest person to ever play Chicago sports. Did the NBA have a man of the year, a Walter Payton man of the year award? Oh man, what would it be? Like the AC Green trophy? Like what yeah. would it be? I don't know. <laughs> we need to get Patrick that. Pat, give him a, give him hey, a little patch a, on his chest. Be, <laughs> are you wild? You wild. Oh, on his jersey. Okay. 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 Oh, you like, wild. Oh. You wild. <laughs> I thought, my bad. Yeah, maybe this should be the end of the Bulls. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Segment. It's Chicago in the house. Let me hear you say yeah. Yo, you listening to the Full Go podcast with my man Jason Golf. It's your boy Dave Jeff. Holla at y'all. Much love. All right, that's all the time we have for episode 302 of the Full Go podcast. Brought to you by The Ringer. Of course, Spotify is the gang. Want to thank uh, our guys, you know, the crew, the production staff. Shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti, the exceptional one, Kyle Williams, uh, the chief vibes officer himself, Chris Sutton, and ladies and gentlemen, 
the, the star of today's pod. I don't even know how much is going to get in here, to be honest with you. But the star, the the the, per, the, the straw that stirs the drink. We'll leave it up to, to, to Kyle to make that, that final decision. But again, only that uh, one thing. Only that one thing. <laughs> After, that. After, after after that, yeah, yeah, yeah. This 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 may be one that needs a you know an extra set of eyes. You know, Kyle is Kyle is not uh you know Kyle Kyle is new to this, and we want to make sure that Kyle is isn't feeling too entertained by some of the shenanigans that uh, took place. But our main man, uh, the dude who said he coming to work after he won the lottery, <laughs> Tony Gill. Boy, I tell you, they got to my man, Tony. They didn't give him back. Who cloned Tony? Huh? This ain't the Tony I know. They're going to work after he went a billion dollars. Boy, I've, ask Steph. Ask, ask Steph if that would be the, the plan. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, your husband just won a billion. Where is he? Uh, he's at work, you know. He's, 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 he's making sure that, that White Sox podcast gets out there. <laughs> you know? Oh Lord have mercy. Yeah. Thank you all. T- <laughs> Appreciate y'all, man. It was a fun one. Um Bears, Vikings. What do we got? We got final score. Um oh, sheesh. I think the Bears win, man. I think the Bears win. I think the Bears win. I think the Bears win 25 to 20. 25 to 20. It's what I got. I got the Bears with a five-point victory over those dreaded Minnesota Vikings. Something weird always happens in the Vikings-Bears game, so I expect that to happen on Sunday as well. Uh, and we'll be right here for you uh, after the game on Sunday. We'll get you your Sunday night pod, your reaction pod from Bears-Vikings, and, of course, any of the other happenings in the sports world. You know, we got college football Saturdays heating up. Oregon and Washington playing this weekend. Big game, right? Notre Dame's getting back out there. And, you know, I, I'm going to jump more into the college football situation as the, the landscape starts to set itself of the teams that we need to be aware of and the teams that just, you know, whatevs. So I'm looking forward to talking to y'all about that and anything else that comes up. Make sure that you tap in after the game, during the game, hell, anytime during the weekend. 773-359-3103 is the full go voicemail line. The submissions have increased and the uh you know the, the early returns are cool. You know, you y'all are y'all are getting more and more comfortable with the voicemail line. So go ahead and tap in with us throughout the weekend and during the game as well. You know, if you don't have anybody to talk to, go ahead and go ahead and leave us a voicemail. We may listen to it. We won't respond, but you may make the pod if it's funny or if you're just belligerently drunk, you know, either way, either way. So enjoy your weekend. Um, yeah, that's all we got for you. Uh, want to thank you for downloading this thing. Want to thank you for subscribing to it. Thank you for following us on the socials. Uh, thanks for rating and reviewing this thing. We appreciate you so much. Giving us the five stars you know we need. If not, we'll see you in the streets. And like I just mentioned, we will talk to y'all Sunday after Bears-Vikings, after uh, college football Saturday, all the things that will happen over the next few days. And, oh, my gosh, I forgot to tell you, man. I had a bad day yesterday, fellas. Had a bad day. Um, hit a Chicago pothole and 
and it uh it took a chunk out of the the old batmobile that uh that your boy was very happy to procure this this uh summer so i just pulled over <laughs> to the side of the road and instead of getting mad just parked it, walked my ass around the corner to the nearest bar. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to have a bad day. I'm just going in here, have a, you know, have a little little sandwich, maybe have a little brew. You know, my lady was in session with a patient. I'm like, yeah, I'll just, you know, I'll, I won't, I won't walk home in shame or take an Uber home in shame. I'll, I'll enjoy the rest of my day. The moment I sat down, I hear. Yo, Jay! I was like, oh, no. If there was ever a time I didn't want to talk to somebody, it's right now. And I forgot the bull season is around the corner, and everybody in the mama want to talk about the bulls right now. So I had to put on the face and, you know, hop to it again. And, yeah, man, can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the pressures of being an F-less celebrity in this city, I tell you. Can't even have a bad day where where the city streets take a chunk out of you and your wallet. So um, shout out to anybody out there. If you if you give me grace when you see me, you know, if you ask me how my day is, well, know that I'm lying to you. OK, just trying to make sure that you feel better about the uh, the, the interaction. That's all. That's all. So I'll see y'all out there in the streets. <laughs> now, I'll just play with you. you can come up to me and say what's up at any time. Uh, I'll see y'all. Uh, I'll talk to y'all more importantly on Sunday. Uh, after the Bears-Vikings game. But as always, we leave you with this. Hey, make sure you guys are taking care of each other out there. And I'm talking about everybody. Everybody taking care of everybody. This is the time right now. There's a lot going on locally, nationally, and especially internationally. And we are looking to see who to blame and who to decry and who to separate ourselves from. And I can't um, implore y'all enough to be the ones to pull somebody in, you know, be the ones to take care of somebody, be the ones to listen to somebody, uh, no matter what side you think they're coming from, be the ones to uh, show a little grace in some of these moments. Cause it's a lot of people hurting out there. You know, I, uh, I took the time these last couple of days to educate myself a little bit better on what's happening um, uh, in, in, with the Israelites and, and um, oh, I'm sorry, the Israelis, uh, <clears throat> Israelites, shout out to, shout out to the, the Israelites on the corner, by the way, I don't want <laughs> the brothers, <laughs> the brothers, the, the brothers, the brothers dressed like genies screaming at me on the corner every weekend. I'm walking around on Michigan Avenue. Shout out to y'all. Actually, no, I actually went to school. One of those brothers who's like high ranking here in the city right now. And every time I see him, I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> I was in eighth grade with you. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh shit, he started screaming at me. Let me, let me, let me go ahead and walk. <laughs> but no, uh, I don't mean to make light of the situation. I'm sorry. I'm just a, I'm just an idiot. But, um, I've talked to people who, uh, have schooled me from both the Israel side of things and the Palestinian side of things. And what I am hearing more and more is, uh, a bunch of death, a bunch of death. So if you are looking to see which which agenda filled corner you should run to in this moment, um, just just take care of each other, man, as much as you possibly can, because uh, 
you know, it's nasty outside. So uh, I hope I didn't offend anybody <laughs> being as, you know, <clears throat> as thoughtful as I think I possibly can be while trying to inform myself a little bit more about this situation. Uh, my heart goes out to everybody who is um, losing life and losing family and losing sense of security and safety. Hopefully uh, we get back to some of that uh, as, a, as a world organization and community. So um, y'all be smooth. Talk to y'all on Sunday. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WIT it in indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in kansas 1-877-770-STOP in louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in maryland visit 100 visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in west virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in wyoming hope is here visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York.